Well, that was well. That was uh, interesting. It took us long enough to figure out that was the simpler way to do it. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if you had the app, so I guess that's that one's on me. All right, all good. All right, it's been three weeks since we recorded an episode. Busy parenting. People, the people have been dying. I've been getting calls left and right. Hey, you're so full of shit. Yeah, I got to make it sound like we're wanted. That's right. That's right. Man, let's start out with our normal updates. Chad, you literally just got back from Oklahoma camping. Ugh. Tell us about the trip there, the whole week that while you're down there, and the trip back. How was it? All right, let's <clears throat> let's start with originally deciding to go on this trip to go to Oklahoma with my parents, with my sister, brother-in-law, their family. They have campers. Meeting my uncle and his wife, who we haven't seen in forever, in Oklahoma because. His kids, a.k.a. my cousins, live there. So we decided to do this journey. And uh, we decided that we were going to stay with Kayla and Hunter and their camper because they had a room for the kids. But the kids really don't stay in it, so we could have the room. Da-da-da. Uh, Rachel, God love her, and she uh, accepts this every time. She always says it. She goes, I stress up two every trip. Once I get there, I have a good time. So, I mean... She really stressed about our daughter of five months traveling on the road. If you were start to finish, never getting out of the car, it was 13 and a half hours. Um, so I was like, listen, I, like my whole plan was just to kind of stay on the same schedule for three hours. We could, she could, she could stay awake, she could sleep, she could eat, and we could drive for three hours, and then we could stop, get her out, move her around, so we weren't all fucking stir-crazy, so we did that, uh, we started at 3 a.m., because uh, we decided if we start at 3 a.m., we can feed her, put her back to bed, uh, and then usually, and we would get to the place by around five or six, just in time to get her kind of settled down and put to bed at like seven thirty. So, uh, all in all, the, I think the trip went great. Uh, we just, I mean, we kind of we made sandwiches and stuff, so we didn't really stop to eat. We just kind of stopped and got gas. Um, just kind of would hang out for a little bit. We'd stop for maybe half hour at a time. Uh, I made that time up because I was driving fast as fuck. Um, they got some sweet speed limits. Once you get out of Illinois, it was like 75. And then once you got into Oklahoma, it's fucking 80 and rocks. And I loved it. Uh, got down there, come to find out, uh, last week was, I think the hottest week in the United States everywhere. Um, uh, little did I know Oklahoma is Indiana, just hotter. There's still fucking humidity. Like, I thought I was going to go out there and it was going to be dry heat because I can deal with it. Anybody who says, well, whatever, uh, yeah, fuck off, all right? Humidity sucks. I can take 95 without humidity all day long, and it was just super fucking humid, and it was really hot. But uh, we uh, we bought a shit ton of fans, so we just had a lot of wind twirling around outside. The campers had air conditioning, so that was good. We could get the kids inside and cool them down. We only really had like one really bad day of weather. Uh, we got to go to a lake and get in there and swim. So really like that. So I think all in all, great trip. Um, not going to do it again. Not for the fact of driving that far just because it was hot. But driving there, uh, driving back was about the same. Uh, we made it, man. I mean, it was pretty cool. Uh, I had to pee on the side of 465, which kind of was a little nerve wracking. But other than that, I mean, the daughter, she did great. Like, she didn't lose it. She stayed together. Uh, she slept. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more. And uh, she turned six months while we were down there. So, uh, congrats to me for keeping a kid alive for uh, half a year. There we go. Ta-da. 
So let's talk about the the trip. So smart and Sarah and I, it, after the first trip we made with, uh, obviously with cash, we kind of learned going forward. So pack a cooler of food. Pack a cooler because once they're asleep and you are stopping to grab some food or you know something for each other, you know obviously you can't do anything about gas. You got to stop and get gas. But the more you stop the more they wake up and the harder they go back to sleep. So if you're hungry, pack a cooler, get you a sandwich, get some snacks, done. Makes it so much easier. Kids stay asleep. Yeah, I mean, it worked really well. Um, she really did. I mean, she slept some. She was awake most of the time, but luckily she was just awake and chilling. And yeah. uh yeah, Rachel sat in the back with her, and, I mean, we brought basically every toy we had just to keep her entertained, like just throwing toys at her left and right. And if she ever got to that point where it was, like, getting crazy, it was like, all right, let's stop. Because, like, we never – I never drove a full tank. Like, that would have been 600 miles. So, basically, I would just be like, all right, we're going to stop. We'll just stop at a gas station. And I'll fill up, and then we'll just kind of hang out. Change the diaper. You know, throw some titties, get some energy drink, yeah. uh, you know, basically just <laughs> refill. But, yeah, it was nice because uh, Rachel could eat on the go, like, while we were in the car driving around. So, that kind of freed her up for me to, like, eat when we stopped. Like, you know, cause so everybody was always – there's always, like, one person kind of – Rachel was navigating the child and I was navigating the trip. But, yeah, definitely, yeah, I agree with the food thing. 100% it worked out great, so save a lot of money, too. Absolutely. Well, um, on my end, we just got back from Kentucky. I so saw that. We went down to the Mammoth Caves area down in Cave City. Um, we didn't go to any of the caves, but <clears throat> we went to the Yogi Bear Campground down there. And, wow, go. If you have the chance to go, go. There was so much shit for the kids to do. You could stay there for a whole week and – just see everything that you could uh kids <clears throat> got to see yogi bear boo boo and cindy bear they were ecstatic i mean they had a water park they had a big ass water slide they had a big makeshift man-made pond slash lake that had a a bunch of blow up stuff for the kids to play on <clears throat> all kinds of shit run a, run a golf cart take it around i think it's like 150 200 acres this whole place packed it was just a great time took the dogs for the first time camping with us we thought it was going to be a shit show and it actually turned out pretty good but both dogs we took both dogs absolutely i went and bought a uh a dog leash for for xena to stay outside while we're out there and then blue she just she's an inside dog she can't handle people she's a two and a half pound pom rat ankle biter and she's a scavenger she's literally just a scavenger <clears throat> and then if anybody would even come close to her we're like just get your ass inside we're done with it that was honestly probably the only bad part about the the dogs going but <clears throat> other than that uneventful had a great time with the kids highly recommend yogi bear campground at the Man- uh, mammoth caves down there it's awesome did you go by yourself? No, we went with uh, Levi and Tara and their baby. Ah, uh, another. Yep. Always good to share children. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, good deal. Other than, other than that, nothing crazy. Uh, my daughter's talking like she's four. She says no to daddy a lot now. No daddy, no daddy. And she says she's she's got this infatuation with the word sorry right now like it's always sorry 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 like she did something wrong We're like what are you saying that for sis make you make you feel bad make you cut a tear she's probably using this sarcastically probably say watch I'm this gonna, I'm, gonna sorry. Get, I'm, I'm gonna get something i'm gonna get something right here daddy's gonna get it for me i'm gonna say sorry and be real sweet but <clears throat> Other than that, uh, that's it. Uneventful. Three weeks of no events. No events, honestly. It's just that was the 
the trip to, to Kentucky was really it. Other than that, it was just a – did we talk about it? I got chickens. Oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, you're, you're a chicken farmer now. Oh, dude. So I had to go to Tractor Supply. Sarah had – she was bored out of her mind. We had a babysitter. She's like, I want to go. So she went with me. We go in there and literally – she had talked about getting chickens for so long and just guess what? In the center of the store, they had about 50 chicken chicks and we walked out with four of them. It's the dumbest thing I think you've ever done. I literally went in there to get some, some corn for the food plots or to feed the deer at the hunting lease. Mm-hmm. And I walked out with corn and four chicks and a bunch of shit to feed them and water them. And now they're shitting all over the sun porch. And guess what? We went there today and bought a damn chicken coop. This is a, this is a terrible disaster. <laughs> <sighs> and we also, we got home. So they're on the sun porch. We got home and the door was open. Or mm. the door was shut. The door was shut to the sun porch. So Sarah went to check on them. And literally the outside sliding glass door to the porch was was wide open. And there were only three chicks in the container and the tote that we have them in with the food and water and the, the wood shavings. And she just was like about, about in tears. She's like, oh, my God, it's gone. Oh, my God. They were checking outside. I said, just here for a chirping. I mean, we were gone for over an hour. I was like, it could have been anywhere. I was like, hell, my dog could have eaten it already. <clears throat> yeah. We came back in, and literally it was underneath the treadmill. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so time to get them outside in the chicken coop. Now, that, in my opinion, is going to be harder for, like, the raccoons and and the wildlife out there trying to eat them. Yeah, you're going to have to set up some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And those motherfuckers are – they can scale fences. Oh, yeah, they're – they're sneaky. I know my mom and Bryant had a couple, and Bryant built one against the, the lean-to that they had, and literally the raccoons dug a hole from on the other side of the wall of the lean-to under the ground to the other side of the lean-to to get into the chicken coop and ate all the chickens. They got how, fucking thumbs, man. How crazy is that? Fucking trash pandas, man. Dude, they're crazy. So, yeah. Chicken I've got four. Dude, and what was crazy is she made a comment today. <laughs> She's like, You're going to get yeah. more. She, she goes, she goes, well, we got to get bigger food and watering pans for them. But we should keep these just in case we get more. And I'm going, yeah. oh, my God. This is how it starts. Oh, before you know it, I'm going to have to go buy 50 acres. I'm going to have cows and pigs and all kinds of shit. I'm going to have llamas. Cows and pigs are fine. Llamas are stupid. Chickens (laughs) are the worst fucking animal ever. I say this. Okay. Let me. All the chicken farmers out there, I thank you for your service because I get my (laughs) eggs from uh, uh, a friend. There goes, friend the, there, goes the egg, there goes the egg sponsorship we were going to get. All right. So I get my eggs <laughs> locally from a friend. I love her to death for raising chickens. But, dude, I'm just like, like, I thank you, but nah, dude. Chickens stink, and they shit everywhere, like you said, and they're useless. Like, with a cow, I could, I could fall in love with a cow and befriend it and eat the fuck. Are you going to eat these chickens, or are you just going for eggs? No, we're just doing them for eggs. That's another shitty thing, man. You gotta which eat chicken. I, which, which, honestly, I think eggs from a live, just not from the store, from some random person, I think the eggs are so much better. 20 bucks, I cook you two different eggs, you wouldn't tell the difference. Bullshit. All right. We're going to do it. Deal. For all you listeners, we're going to do an egg test. We're gonna, do it. We're, gonna, we're gonna start a YouTube video where we do stupid Are dad you, shit. Does it does it have to be blindfolded or can I like see the process? No. You can see the eggs once they're cracked. Okay, so you're gonna so I gotta turn my back, you can crack them both in the pan, then I get to turn around and look at them. 
You can't see the shell. Okay, just take the shell away. Okay, I got it. Shell's a dead giveaway every time. <clears throat> I would agree. Because they're going to be white. The, like, the normal ones are like, they're usually, they're like fucking, they got but shit we, on them. But we buy, we buy the, the cage-free brown eggs at the grocery store. You know? We don't do the white ones. You know, I heard that cage-free doesn't mean jack shit. It just like kind of means like they're still in a confined area. They're yeah, just not sir. technically in a cage. Yeah, Sarah and I Googled that one day. Which is I don't I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care if my chicken is in a one foot by one foot room. Like I just give me the fucking egg. Like I I could give two shits. But I will stand on my hill that, you know, egg farming is the worst thing. Chicken farming is the worst thing ever. I love to eat chicken. I love eggs. Love eggs, but I will never raise them myself. I will barter with you with pigs because I will definitely someday in my life I will raise and harvest pigs. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm in on that. Um, what? Oh, so since you've taken on this chicken adventure, you know, it's been three weeks, you know, we have, you're on another project. We have to go back. No, 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 no. For the sake of the children, it's like, all right, Cash and Ruby. So excited. Where is this playground? Is it even there? Did you sell it? To get chicken. No, the play, the playground's there. The playground is. Did we talk about the? You told the, me all the shit about the turf and this and that. Yeah. So so everything is dug out. The perimeter is at the depth that needs to be dug. Now the next is to get the rock in, and I need no, to come. I have to compact compact the the perimeter to get to the height I need, and then I will set the. Railroad ties on top of that perimeter, and then I will take two by fours and I will nail those to the inside of the the railroad ties to get my my height. And then I will fill the rest of the inside of the perimeter with the same rock and compact it at the level of the top of the the two by four. Then we'll roll the the turf out on top and the two by four edge. That's how you connect the turf to the board and keeps it from moving. So I would say we're a good two weeks from it being completed. And then the <clears throat> playground can go on the inside and we can put the slides on and it'll be done. You just described a day's worth of work to me. Yeah, but see, I got other shit to do. That's why. You don't ever take a day off. You work seven days a week. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, here we go. <laughs> New guy doesn't take a day off over here, people. Just want that to be known. Yes, Nate I take I day. take a day off. Yes, I do. I do. So but, when I, said, but, but when I do take a day off, it's usually not to do manual labor. Huh? Welcome to parenthood, bro. Uh, I know. Maybe I'll, just just maybe, maybe I'll just go buy a case of beer and have you come over. See, you know what? People try to, uh, to 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 entice me with a case of beer, but you actually, understand that. Actually, how about uh, a steak on the Blackstone and a case of beer? You're going to have to get me and my wife both drunk, cook us both dinner, uh, provide a place for us to sleep, and also a shelter, an area. Basically, you're going to have to give us the basement, get us drunk, let us stay there overnight, and cook us breakfast the next morning. For you to spend the day before with me working on that. Basically finishing it for you, yes. All right, we can, we can figure that out. I'm all right with that. Uh, That's easy, really? That's all it's going to take? Well, yeah, I'm not going to, like, make you – I could make you pay me for eight hours, but then you just won't want me to come over. <laughs> Let's just plan that shit next week, then. Uh, that'd be the July 4th weekend. Yeah, I'm in I'm up in Modoc. I don't know where that is, but that's cool. Plus, I have – I've got a fucking driveway that's just needing sprayed. I haven't sprayed weeds because I haven't had time because I've just been all over the place. You don't take you don't take days off. Not from parenting. 
not at all. <clears throat> all right. So what? So what about so? Mama's back to work, right? She's been back to work. Talking about my wife. Yeah. My wife's been back to work for three months now. Yeah, three months. How did how did she how how did she take it? By the way, leaving the baby, we never really got yeah. to that. Super easy. That didn't affect her really. I think the fact that we had like like three days, you know, one day was a close friend at our house. Two days was her mother at our house. The fourth day was her very close friend who has two small children at their house. Um, so like. The fact that there wasn't really any unknowing probably made it easier, you know, as opposed to like taking to a daycare where there's a bunch of kids. Like we know that our daughter is basically just getting one on one. So I think that that probably made it easier. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there wasn't like any breakdown or anything like that. Like it was just like, I don't want to go back to work, but that was just normal. Chad, did we get any feedback from our last episode regarding the daycare situation? I don't know. I haven't checked my emails. Honestly, I've been a terrible, uh, uh, terrible podcast owner. Most valuable dad has fallen by the wayside for the past few weeks, just because even the week before Oklahoma was a crazy, uh, I play in a Wednesday night golf tournament, um, which my wife did agree to, but it seems like every other week we have to reschedule. So we end up rescheduling for the next Monday. So then I play golf on Monday and Wednesday. So there's two nights gone. Uh, got a mow. There's a night gone, and then I was getting everything ready because I'm officiating a wedding this weekend. So there's, Who's yeah. Wedding? So the week, uh, actually, the girl that watches us on uh, watches our daughter on Mondays, Jocelyn and Danny Small. It's going to be a beautiful affair. When is that? This Saturday, the 26th. It's on Saturday. I thought it was. The... No way. Why are you like freaking out? It's on a Saturday. Well, because I have the invitation on the fridge, but didn't you guys got invited? Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it kind of surprises me. Why? I don't know. I didn't know how far out they were going. Well, I mean, I know the. I'm always I'm always interested at how people do wedding guest lists because I. Oh God! It's like it's like. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't care. I honestly, like, I feel bad because, like, they're, like, like, they'll come, like, Jocelyn would come to me or, like, I've, t- you know, being uh, an efficient uh, preacher, as they say, that I am, uh, officially, look it up, a lot, of, I talk to the brides and grooms a lot, and they're always talking about, you know, like, their guest list, and it's like, well, I kind of feel bad here, there, and the other, I'm like, dude, I would literally text people that, like, if they said, oh, I didn't get an invitation to your wedding, I'd be like, well, fuck you, because it's about me. Like, it's your day. Do it how you want to do it. But fuck yeah. I just thought it was – I'm not like – I can't really explain it because the listeners won't understand. I always, like, try to – like, I try to read the room. Like, all right, how far out did you go with people you knew? And it was like – so some people – because I would ask her different names. And it was just like – it's interesting, not in a bad way. But that's cool, though, because then we'll get to party if you're going. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. But gotta find a babysitter for the night. I feel like that's not hard for you. Well, I mean it has been lately, to be honest with you. So we were going to get a hotel room, right? Um because right. her parents are coming her parents are coming up Friday because we have the rehearsal dinner on Friday evening. Uh they're gonna stay through Sunday, which is awesome, by the way. You know, it's not so much about having somebody watch your kid when you're intoxicated as it is about having them there the next day when you're hungover. Yes. But I will say I got drunk last Saturday, went out with the boys uh, and I got back to the house the next morning. I fell asleep at my buddy's house, got back to the house before the baby was even up and I made it through. I did it. What mama think about you not coming home? I mean, that was the plan all along when I went out. You know, she's oh. always like, don't drink and drive, just stay at so-and-so's house, because I always stay with my best friend, Corey, because he lives right down the road. So we just, we usually walk there, and, like, we pass out, I crash at his house, and then up early in the morning, ready to go, you know, ready to parent on Father's go. Day. Happy Father's Day, Nate. Yes, happy Father's Day. 
your your text message to me was so bland. Like I, I just felt I felt no emotion because like I texted you and said Happy Father's Day, buddy, and I got Happy Father's Day. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I just needed that little brother, like a little, like a little kissy a face, man, or yeah, even like a, um, a just something after the day to where it wasn't just like a general sent out text message to everyone dude but, dude that was at 9 57 a.m i was hung over in kentucky i just told trying, you that i was too i understand that i was packing up the camper and trying to get shit ready to leave so i instead of me not replying and saying i'm going to get back to you and then i never get back to you use an auto reply i just happy father's day so i knew that i got back with you because you would have felt even worse if I just didn't even respond at all. I love how we just made this some dramatic thing over you not texting, man. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, my gosh, dude. Well, I, I, I just was, like, moving around, and, you know, three words was. Well, it, had a, it obviously was a big deal. It, Four it, words. It, yeah. it upset you. It was a big deal on my end, but you're making it a big deal like you couldn't have sent the fourth word. I couldn't have. You're like, oh, my gosh. Three words. I gotta get. I gotta get back to it. Fuck. <laughs> I can't send anymore. No. All right. Did you have a good Father's Day? You know what? It was. I mean, I woke up. You know, we took the kids to go uh, jump on the little jumping pads they had that morning. You know, I packed up and I drove for four and a half hours home. But that sounds um, wonderful. That's uh, the greatest part. Guess what I got for Father's Day, though? Anal. No. <laughs> no, no. Damn. No. Does Sarah listen to the podcast? I don't think she does. <laughs> Probably a good thing. She would hate us. But, No. Maybe just as good as that. I got a brand uh, new tailor-made Sim 2 driver. Well, you might as well just give that to me because it ain't worth it. Bullshit. Wow. Shot That's a, 70- a huge. Guess what? I shot at Meadowbrook two weeks ago. 78. 79. <laughs> at Meadowbrook, who, what, what the fuck? You put, you're golfing on my course and you don't even call me? Yeah. Why would I? Why would I call you? You're working. You're working doing that manual labor. It's it's the offer. Well, but it's one of those things where when you know the answer, you just don't. It's eleven o'clock. You're in the you're yeah. in the heart of you're you're in the middle of your your work day, getting after it. What was I working on? Probably a roof. So you don't know exactly where I was working because I could definitely have been in between jobs and we took a day off. Oh. So, so you Coble, don't. Chad Coble you don't know my a, life. Everybody, Chad Coble does take a day off. I wasn't the one that said I worked every day. I just don't take a day off of parenting. Did I take just, plenty of days off hey, work. Did, did you just see how dramatic we just made this golfing thing? <laughs> I'll make it that way every time. You go golfing all the time, you never invite me. Just say it. You don't want to golf with me. I can take that. I that can't not, take that, that, is, that is far from the truth. I always text everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Koval right now is going to get asked to go play golf on Thursday. What time? You tell me what time you need me to be. Uh, I can't do Thursday. You can't do Thursday? Unfortunately, I can't. You'll have to go without me. All right. Well, everybody, you heard it. I asked him. But I thank you for the invite. Yeah. Do you golf every Thursday? Is Thursday your day? Yeah, Thursday's my day. Do you do any, like, weekend golfing? Um, We try. Sarah and I try. I try to play Thursday with the guys, and then Sarah and I try to play on Friday evenings, and then we try to get in some type of golf during the weekend at some point. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We have a golf tournament coming up, though. What's yeah, what's what's the date? What's that date? July twenty fourth. Yep, twenty fourth. That's what I thought. Don't say that. Who's all playing with this? 
Devin's brother-in-law, uh, Andrew. We gotta get so, on some topics here. Oh yeah, I know. We're we're just on. T- well, it's been three weeks. We haven't talked, so there's a lot to talk about. All right, topics, sure. topics. We've already, lo- we've already lost our, our our fan base for the thirty minutes we've been on. How did you got a fucking Sim Two driver for Father? I did. I did. I went and got a. I went and got fitted for it because they came to the country club, and dude, I was hitting nukes. Dude, at one point I was hitting them at like two ninety eight, and the guy, dude, it was. Have you ever been fitted for for a club at all? No. All right, last tangent. Last tangent. I had neither. It was awesome. Literally, oh, yeah. I, he has the he has the uh, uh, the track man set up. And he goes, okay, hit 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 about five balls for me. So I hit hit five balls. He's looking at the the numbers on the screen, and he's like, okay, he's like, hit this uh, this club, this driver head with this um, with this shaft. shaft. He's like, okay, hit hit about five more balls. Hit it. He goes, all right. He's like, give it to me. He made it. He made an adjustment. He goes, hit another one. He goes, okay. He's like, I want to put a different shaft on there. Same same head. And he goes, now hit another five. He's like, all right, all right. I'm getting closer. He's like, let me see it one more time. Made a couple adjustments. He's like, hit three balls. I hit three. He goes, okay, last one. Made an adjustment, dude. And it was like whoosh, straight down the, the dick. At one point, I hit like five balls in a row that were above 290, straighter than hell. And This was a simulator? This was on TrackMan. It's a little box that sits behind you. The fitting coach is right there. He's looking at your club speed, the ball speed, the spin of the ball. He's looking at the trajectory, like the launch angle. He's looking so it was out. Do what? It was outside. Yes, it was outside. It was okay. it was at our it was at our driving range, at the club. Right. And another buddy of mine was sitting there. He's like, "Well, it looks to me like that's the one you're gonna that you need." And the guy looked at me. He goes, "Yep, that's your that's the one you want." So I ordered it, or I I had an order. I told the the pro i said that's the one i want he ended up ordering it i ended up canceling it because i i've never bought a club in my life because i'm like man i'm not good enough yet i don't need to spend 600 dollars on a club well after i after i canceled it sarah calls in and tells him to not cancel it and she gave it to me for father's day she put it on your tab (laughs) well, well well duh (laughs) <laughs> what a great gift actually no she's got her own money she's a, she's a successful girl we know mm-hmm. but hey dude clubs it. make you better i don't know why you wouldn't uh, I, I hit I would, it well no but, but see that was the, that's the ignorance and the sport saying you know i feel like i need to be at a certain certain point in my game to where it would make sense to say you know spend the money you'll to, because you're you're good enough to to spend that money and be a golfer but like I said, the ignorance about it, it takes good tools to be a better golfer. You know what I mean? So totally. The, the, the pro looked at me and goes, spend the money, get you a new driver, get fitted. It'll, it'll change your game completely. And I could agree more. Yep. But like I said, I was ignorant to the, to the whole situation. I had no clue. But we'll see. I, I I hit it today and it felt awesome. I hit it well, so we'll see how Where'd it goes. You go? uh, do what? You went golfing on a Tuesday? No, I just went to the driving range. Uh, yeah. I'd say the, the I'd driver say. the driver was sitting in my my living room and I was like, you know what, I'm going. Let's go. I'm gonna hit this club. I haven't hit it yet. So happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, what'd you get? I got a night out with the boys because that's what I asked for. Oh. I asked for, uh, I said, hey, man, I don't really want anything. I just want to go out with the boys Saturday night and we'll go uh, eat food on Sunday and that'll be fun. And uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it. It's awesome. It's way it was awesome. Where it's at. Oh, let's get some topics. Oh, uh, topic I'm thinking about. Okay, so uh, I'm six months into parenting. And I really feel like uh, it's really started to become kind of second nature 
like I've really set myself up to be prepared for anything that comes on. I understand that my kid's changing. I'm going to come up with new tasks, but I think I'm ready to, I'm prepared to take them on, on the fly. Like originally, like starting out, you know, we had the, the scheduled system that we had with the program, take care of babies. Love that woman to death. Um, so we started out following that extremely strictly and it, it works great. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing first kid, I, I recommend it some kind of form or another, uh, really helps out. But like, for us, it was like everything was planned around that, and it was just easy for us to, like, stay home. We were home all the time. It was just, you know, so we were we were right there when we needed to do this, that, and the other. Uh, and now I feel like we can do these things outside the home. Uh, she needs to take a nap. Uh, we can put her to sleep in her car seat, or we can stroll her, you know, put her in a stroller somewhere. Um, you know, it's like, uh, the bottle's not every three, it's like every three to four, it's a little leeway. You know, sometimes you're just like, all right, maybe we'll feed her now, you know, before we put her down for a nap. And it's like, it feels like more or less I, as a parent, am starting to (laughs) nap, um, dictate my child's life, which is nice. It's, yeah. It's that, that, yes, it's, that, it's that instinct of saying, look, it's not this hard. Like we can get away with this. We can, you know, we can push the limit on, on this other than this one. Just take a pack and play, go to a buddy's house, put it in the basement. The baby's right. going to sleep like it's in a crib. Like it's not rocket science whatsoever. Like people are like, oh, She's not going to go to sleep down there. She only likes to sleep in her crib. Well, have you ever tried it? No. Well, then how the hell do you know that she's not going to sleep down there? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're, they're easy. They're easy creatures. It's not that difficult. Honestly, if you get them set in their ways, it doesn't really matter. Their atmosphere, like... Um... I think the big thing for us is just keeping, like, you know, we were always taught... Dark room, sound machine, fan, those things, uh, those things really, I mean, they set them up to sleep wherever she is. Like, you know, we practiced, you know, before this long trip where we were away from our home, you know, everything we knew, our comfort zone for a week, we went to her parents for like a night here and there. And because we wanted to test out the pack and play, which I would, I would totally, um, yeah, before, you know, you dive in. To a certain thing, I would, you know, test out each thing, which we did, which was really nice. I will tell you, though, if you don't test it, you'll figure it out because at the end of the day, like, fuck, if I needed to, I would have bought a crib down in Oklahoma. Like, that's just the thing. Like, that's what I'm figuring out now. It's like, listen, if we need it, we can buy it. I can pack it. I packed everything but the crib. I don't have a problem with that. I'll take my kid anywhere. I'll fucking, I'll throw her toys in the truck and we'll go. Pack and play is awesome. And she's ready to go. Oh, dude, we got a four moms. And so, like, you pop the pack and play out, and it's got, like, this case around it. And the case that goes around it is actually the the, the, the mattress. The, ma- the mattress, that's what we have. Yep. And then it comes with a built-in sheet, and oh, you put these vel- So you put these Velcro straps. There's Velcro straps on the, the, the mattress slash case. And those the you get an actual sheet that's built just for that. The straps go through it and they go outside and they strap it and it like tightens it down. So it like gets that sheet really tight because I guess there's like, you know, the suffocation thing with sheets or whatever. But it just like makes it super tight. And then we Rachel bought uh just a little a cover for the whole pack and play on Amazon, you know, just in case we can't find like a really dark room that helps with that and you know, this, that and the other. And yeah, we've just been, I feel like we've come to a place where we're really just like, we're just getting in our realm. You know, we're not following, like we're following a schedule, but it's like, I don't have to look at my watch. Like, what time is it? It's like, I can feel it now. Yeah, so I and, think. And what's crazy is that like Remy, we were so strict with her on her sleep. We, I mean, we were with cash too. We were always strict on, on their routines, but Remy right. at this point when she's tired, She's she'll be like, lay down night night, or bath. Like let's get that going because it's the bath every night almost. Or she gets wiped down, and she's ready. And then 
in regards to somewhere else, it's the same. As long as you do the same routine, even if you're at a friend's house, just go put them in their PJs, wipe them down, put them in a dark room with your sound machine that they're used to at home with the pack and play. It's just a different location, but the same exact schedule doesn't change. Yeah. And yeah, they, may, they may cry for five minutes or 10, but they will go to sleep. Oh, I, think the, I think the hardest part is when, when people hear their kid like, oh, they're crying. See, they're not going to go down. No, just give it a chance. They will go to sleep. I'm not saying leave them out in there bawling their eyes out for 30 minutes, but Remy will cry for like 10 minutes max, and she's zonked and sleeps the entire night. Taking care of babies had a great thing of that because it's like at four months you start doing self-soothing, which is exactly what you're talking about, crying themselves mm-hmm. sleep, which is what I was waiting for because I was like, listen, my kid's crying in bed. There's no reason for it. She just, she just doesn't know, basically. you know, She's mm-hmm. full. She knows she's tired. She's got a clean diaper. She's just not going to sleep. So like we started it. Uh, Rachel was really good about it because we started it slow. So it's like you give them five minutes of crying, go in there. Then another five, go in there. All right, well, then the next night, you move it to 10. And then the mm-hmm. next night, you move it to this far, this far. So then we got up to the point where it was 20 minutes, never reached 20 minutes, Haven't ha- and haven't gone in there since. We haven't yep. gone in and had to come for her. Uh, now she's uh, – if because we go through our phase where, you know, we take a bath, uh, she'll feed, we read a book, and we rock her a little bit. She's got to the point that sometimes we don't even rock her. Like she can, she'll start squirming and you know, like we've figured that out, that that's her just saying, I want to be in my bed. Yeah. Because, I mean, Brit- as soon as you Brit- lay her down, she's comfortable. Yeah. At one, at one point, Remy, you'd be rocking her and she would literally point to her bed and go bed. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, okay. Time to go. And you lay her down and she'd just go right to sleep. So they learn it Done. and they know it. Yep. We're, we're the problem, really. It's just like it, it's really the parents. Uh, you make it harder. Uh, stress, it and I get it. Like I totally understand it because you're afraid that your baby's gonna. I mean, it, it's a different place. But like honestly, if you set it up, you know. I mean, I've actually we had. I don't know when it was. We went to it was. I think it was the week after the golf trip. So like about a month ago, we actually went out. Friday night we came back but we went out Friday night and Rachel's brother-in-law and his and, and his wife so brother-in-law and sister-in-law uh, Ophelia's aunt and uncle came over and they put her to bed used our system right to bed like so honestly we've we've set her up to be put to bed by anyone as long you know I mean as long as you've introduced her to these people and she's used to them which right. you know she knows she knows all these people like uh, her grandma and grandpa are going to be putting her to bed on Friday and Saturday this week, but it's going to be fine because she's just used to that. She, and she's just, she's in that, she's in that swing. And like, I mean, nowadays she's telling us when she's tired, she knows how to kind of communicate that with, you know, like she likes to grab her ears. That's her thing. She grab at her ears when she's tired. So she's doing that and she can tell it's, She's learning to communicate her issues, not verbally, but different cues. So it's really getting comfortable. I mean, it's been comfortable, but honestly, now it just feels like second nature. Like it's just part of life. Like I think those six months, I mean, it may be longer or shorter for other people. Those six months for me blending my life being father to what I am now. So now it's just, it is. So what's funny is you always say, you know what, I've, I've kept the child alive for, for a half a year now, right? Right. I, th- I think there are stages of keeping a child alive. Like, so you were at the, the newborn, you know, keeping them alive, but your next keeping them alive is when they're starting to walk and they start getting into things and climbing on the stairs and climbing down the stairs and so on, or running in the parking lot and they don't get hit by a car, you know, if they're playing in the front yard, you know, obviously you live on a County road, making sure that they're not in the road. And then after that one, I feel like it's going to be as a teenager, don't do anything life changing. So I think as a parent, you're always trying to keep them alive and trying to keep them out of trouble at some, but I think there's levels of it. Like here's this, make sure they stay alive and they're fed. Next one is 
make sure they don't fall and break their neck. And the next one I think is keeping them out of jail. Does that make sense? Totally. I get it. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so like right now we're, we're, we're camping and cash is obviously he'll be four in October. So all I got to do is say cash stay right here. He knows exactly what to do. Now, Remy, you turn her back five seconds. She's around the other side of the camper. And I'm like, shit, go get her. Hurry up. And that's what I'm getting at. We're at, we're at the level now where it's another level of keeping them alive. And Remy's, it's at the hard one. Honestly, I think a phase on around after I've, I've stressed too much. I made it six months. I think it passed this point. So it's on her. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, if you ain't got it now at six months, you ain't going to get it. I love you, kid, but like big metal objects moving down the road, stay out of the way of them. I don't know. If you're going to run away, sex traffickers, probably not a good idea. Just saying. So, yeah. nah, I get it though. Yeah, it makes sense. It's deadly. Yeah, you're just moving one phase to the next of what, what is my kid going to try to kill himself with today? Yep. But hey, my kid is crawling, not crawling, is in the process of crawling. We're on all fours. There we go. We don't have any arm movement. The legs are moving. So the legs are pushing, but it's like, it's almost like the the legs are scorpioning her into the ground. Yeah. She'll just do a head dive. Yep. But she will continue to do that until she gets where she wants to go. She'll head dive. She'll get up. She'll head dive. Roll. She likes to roll a lot of places, which I'm cool with. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, at that age, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't even know. Let's talk about – okay, we're going to talk about this. Kids getting ready to walk and crawl and stuff like that. Did you or is your house uh, child-proofed? It is. Like now to the max, would you like to – would you say you're a maximum child-proofer, a medium child-proofer, or a light child-proofer? Um, man, that's a great question. I would are, say – honestly – Are all your kitchen cabinets – Yes. Well, time out. Hold on. With cash, we got like sl- well, even the sliding out drawers. We got little things that you got to push down. You got to open a, ta- a little bit and then push the button and it opens right. up the rest of the way. Every single pull out like that, every open door has a lock on it. Okay. That, we started that with cash. Doesn't matter where it was. So we had gates in each entry of the, the main room. We don't. We didn't do that with Remy, but we did a gate to the stairs and that's all we have. I would say 50% of the drawers now have broken ones that we've never replaced, but we would, we would have replaced them with cash. So there's definitely something to be said where once you have a second one, you start to be a little lazy as a parent and say, you're all right, kid, you'll survive type thing. I think with cash, we were medium to severe and now we're lower half of the medium scale, just above not very much. Okay. I don't have to worry about stairs, so I can cut that out. That'd be a pretty tough one. Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I like literally – there's certain things that I freak out about about parenting, like weird, stupid shit. Like I'll tell you in a minute. But like if I'm going to say this, I like I'm on it. I have a whole thing like, – like I said, to put all this shit on the plugs and the stuff like that. Um, but you know, I, I'm thinking more just like maybe underneath my kitchen cabinet, where you know you got all your stupid cleaning shit. Yep, that's always locked. We always have that <laughs> stuff. That's always locked. I don't know. I'm. I'm well, hold on. Let, let me let me back up for a second. Not to interrupt you. The only the the only no no I know that. But when I say every drawer was locked, that wasn't necessarily for safety purposes. The the pull-out drawers where we had bowls or pans and, like, extra cups or, like, any type of kitchen utensil, I don't – dude, you'll, you'll, you'll run into it. The kids, when they get to a certain age, will pull the drawers open, and then it's like a game of how much shit can we get out of that drawer as fast as we can. Right, so we put those locks on there, so we weren't always cleaning up a complete mess in the kitchen from all the utensils and all the bowls and all everything thrown on the floor, or taken out of the drawers. Those right. were just for 
less work for us. The only thing that is like childproof is that gate for the stairs and the the kitchen sink. That's it. So I, I'm with you. I mean, as long as the chemicals are kept away from the kids, other than I mean, you're fine. Honestly, I mean, it's like how fast can my kid get into a fucking like? If my kid can get the chemicals and like drink them before I notice, maybe that's saying something about me. Well, here's the here's the but, and again, like we have an upstairs, so. Where we're at right now, Cash is three. He'll be four. Remy will be two. You, we turn on a show downstairs. Like if Sarah and I need to go get ready, like let's say we're going to go out to eat as a family. Right. We leave them downstairs. The gate is locked. Cash knows how to open it. Remy does not when it's locked. When it's just half latched, she knows how to lift it and open it. So we lock it. We go upstairs. That kitchen cabinet is always locked. So there's really nothing for her to get into. Right. And they're by themselves in the in the the living and watching a, a show or a movie while we're upstairs getting ready. So, yes, I agree. The only thing is, is if we fuck up and we don't lock that kitchen cabinet, we're upstairs. Get, I mean, it, we could be up there for twenty minutes. That's plenty of time for a kid to to get into it and unscrew something. You see what I'm can saying? you teach it? Can you teach it? Can you teach it? How did we live? That's my thing. It's a great question. I don't know. I, I'm sure my ass drank some, some cleaner at some point. <laughs> like were we be, were we just beat? Like we like they showed us the bottle and then just beat the shit out of us. Hey, hey, my mom at one point because I was the I was the shithead. My mom was still are. Now. Yeah. At one point, and my brother can back this up. She made a concoction. Like, you know, the whole soap in your mouth. Or right. She didn't just put, like, a bar of soap in my mouth. She took, like, dish soap. She, like, laundry detergent, hand soap. Anything she could get her hands on, she put it in a fucking cup and mixed it and made me not take a drink where I swallowed it, but put it in my mouth and hold it there for, like, 15 minutes, dude. You were immune. You couldn't dude, drink it, anything. It literally, like... Like dried my mouth out. My brother's going, "Oh my god, you're gonna poison him." I mean, she, might she, she might have, but yeah. And you know, some of that shit, just, you know, your mouth underneath your tongue. I'm sure I got poisoned at some level. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Hell. Yeah, we'll blame that. Thanks, Gina. I think we'll just go ahead and say that you're just going to have to feel your kid out. Because I think, like, some kids are going to be more adventurous than others. Some kids are going to be more, like you said, more of a shithead than others. So I yeah, think. Like, like, Cash, he's Dennis the Menace. I'll call him Dennis. That dude, that dude will get into anything, press any buttons, lift up any, open up anything. If he hears a noise, he's going to go, well, what the hell is that? Let's check it out. Let's right? go die. He's not a great yeah, horror right. movie. He, he's, he's the guy in the horror movie that hears something or goes in that dark basement and he gets killed. He's uh, so curious. Presses all the buttons, dude. It doesn't matter if it's going to run over somebody and starts up something. He's going to press that button. We're going for it. <laughs> Which, I like it. that's also a way to learn, too. So, oh, sure. you know, you, you, the only way to learn is to do something. And they press a button and it fucks up. Guess what? You know, next time not to press that button. I just want to know, like, I want to figure, like, there's a lot of things where it's like we just, like, we evolved parenting. But I think, like, baby proofing is just, like, a completely new concept. Because, like, when we were young, there's they didn't have, like, electrical plugs. And I probably, I know for a fact that my house didn't have little baby things. So I think that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to definitely ask my dad, probably my mom, but I'm going to ask some older parents Have to ask your parents and be like, what was your take on like baby proofing? Cause like, you know what we're talking about now? Like, did you, do you have like, like, how did you, did you just move all the shit out of reach? Um, things with plugs. Like I don't like, I just don't see kids sticking things in plugs. I guess that's just me. Or it's like I just, I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. How, how, like, what do you do? What do you think that kids stick things um, in plugs? I've not, seen, I've not seen it, honestly. It's just, but, like, does it, does it, like, does it seem yeah, understandable it, to you? It, it has to have happened. Right. It has to have happened, but I've also seen grown men stick shit in plugs and get fucking chopped. And it not hurt or, yeah, like, I've changed an outlet before and gotten shocked, and it's not anything that's going to kill you. Oh, you can take 110 all day. You yeah. probably take 220, but it's going to be fucking. It's going like, to shock, shock you, and it's going to make you're gonna make, learn. The, make the kid cry. You're going to learn. Absolutely. But I just, like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know a kid's brain. I try to think like they do, but, I, like, Plugs just don't seem like a big danger to me. I mean, I know that they're there, but I just think that there's just so much more going on for like, just like, like your kids just want to be sitting there and be like, I want to stick something in that plug. When they could be like, oh man, look at all these drawers I can open and all this shit I can run around with. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. That, that, that'd be my only issue. The doorknob thing. I don't like, you can put shit on your doorknobs and, I just can't take it, man, because some of the times I can't work those fucking things and it pisses me off. So basically it's just <laughs> they proof they proof themselves for me. The toilet lid ones are the ones that really get me because sometimes I'm in a hurry to get in there, man. It's just like <laughs> I'm about to make a mess on your toilet seat. I've so, never seen those ones. I've seen toilet seat ones, which I don't understand because I'm like, your kid can drink out of the toilet, it's cool, whatever. I, I mean, we use. More, I think it's more or less they lean over and fall in and then drown because they can't lift themselves back out. I guess I never thought of it that way, but you know, if my kid's dumb enough to lean in a toilet, then <laughs> maybe, maybe the natural selection process is working on its own. I don't know if I should. The final, step in. The fi- final destination shit. I guess. I don't know if I should step into that one. That's just. No. If you're meant to die in a toilet, you're meant to die in a toilet. But that's the that's the only mentality that I can think of. Another thing that I was thinking of, which I just noticed, and I've probably talked about it, but I just haven't given it enough fucking love, is my fucking diaper trash can. Oh, see. I have the best diaper trash can ever. So, And I'm going to describe this to you because it's awesome. First of all, it has a foot pedal. Foot pedal is a necessity. Second yep. off, it has a lid that comes up, and then you have to push a lid down to put it away. So you got the double scent, double scent blocker. All right. Now, let's get to the bagging situation. So you buy specific bags for this contraption. What happens is what you do is you pull the bag down from the top. There's a, there's a door that opens at the bottom of the trash can. You fill the trash can up with diapers. You pull it out of that front door. You cut the trash can. You tie a knot on both sides, and you pour that down to the bottom, and that acts as the next trash can. So it like it re- it, it it creates its own trash can. It's like a reefing, but you yep. can go through that. I mean, it'll last you like maybe a month, but you just don't have to like you don't have to put a trash can in, take one out, and put it in. It's so fucking easy, man. Is and it the I- diaper? Is it the diaper genie? I don't know. I don't think it, so. Ours, nah. ours did the exact same thing. That's that, hard. Tie Sweet, a knot, dude. pull it down, fill it up, take the top, take it out, tie a knot on the top one. But I will say this: that motherfucker eventually will get smelly and stinky. We got rid of it, and now the diaper trash can is the one that's right outside the right inside the garage door from inside the house, the entry door. We open it up and we just toss it right down into the outside. Done. What's smelling? Where, where's the smell coming from? I don't, dude. Just from just years of diapers and going in and out. It just started to stink. I don't know why or how, but it you just. You have two door system. You got two door system. Yeah. You got the lid up, and then you got to push it down, and it flaps. Yeah. Back up. Yep, and the flaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you just had a piece of poop somewhere you didn't know about. Well, dude, I don't know. It just wasn't good. Did you power wash it? No. Yeah, but the fact that you just said it lasted you years. 
Like, honestly, if I had another kid, I wouldn't be opposed to just buying a new one. Yeah, you're right. I guess that's a good point. Good way to look at it. It did. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's an unbelievable contra- contraption. It is. It is ingenious. I wish I thought of it because I wouldn't be doing this right now. I'd be on a yacht probably. You can still do the podcast. It's not like we're making money. <laughs> <laughs> you make a little, I wouldn't have to be grinding on this. Shut up. <laughs> Good idea though. Uh, but yeah. I may not. But I may not have service in the middle of the ocean on the yacht that I'm on. Well, you probably have your own internet if you're that. Yeah, you're right. I probably do have internet. You're right. I have all the gadgets. You just have your own satellite. You're doing a little think tank. You create the next baby thing. That's right. You know, when you're talking about that, you're like, you know, you started sinking. It made me think about um, parents are really tough on, like, products. Because when we started to look for our swing, our electric swing, uh, Rachel went through a lot of reviews trying to, you know, Trying to get good information, good intel. You know, reviews are a good place. People, uh, good and bad. Some people just bitch about the dumbest shit. But I will say this more than anything. Parents are just, they are just like so illogical when it comes to things. Because when we were talking about swings, they were like, oh my gosh, this swing only lasted me like a year and a half. And then the motor went out. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking little ass swing. Like, if you want it to last 17 – like, it, it's not even meant to last more than a year because it has a poundage rate. So, I'm just <laughs> like – like I'm like, dude, my swing was running, like, nonstop for four days, you know, for, like, a month, it seemed like. And I'm like, the fact that it didn't break down is a miracle. I'm just like it, – it, it just kills me. Like, some people – yeah, I mean, it's just all people, but it was just funny to read about that. Like, people just like, listen, it, it, it's not meant to be lifetime work. Children's product. Okay. Yep. Fuck. Oh, uh, well, you know, we've come to an end of a podcast. Uh, we're going to come back again next week. We're going to do another one. I don't know what we're talking about yet because I think of it as it fucking go. Uh, I think we did pretty good. Uh, more or less, we caught up with each other. Hopefully, people enjoyed that. Um, a lot of babies coming. I'm seeing a lot of babies popping up. A lot of pregnancy. There are a ton of pregnant people, and it's gonna be the it's gonna be the COVID generation, the COVID babies. My baby was kind of a COVID baby. No, I'm talking this one. These babies are coming from being the mom and dad being stuck in the house for too damn long. I had nothing else to do but but get after it and make and procreate. I'm super excited because I really hope that some of these motherfuckers will like reach out. Like they see all the stuff that I'm posting and they'll be like, I really want them to ask for advice because I, I like, I can give so much advice, but more than anything, I can learn with them. I think we go on my rant. Hold on. Let me find my soapbox. All right. I'm going to step up here. Dads. Not only can we teach each other, we can always learn from each other. As we walk through the parenting style of life, don't ever tell a parent you have to do it this way because it's not always true. You tell them, this is what I did, and it may work for you. Also, keep an open mind because a new parent may have a different perspective and may be able to teach you something even though your kid is older. I'm just saying, open-minded parenting Learn from other parents. Judge other parents. I do a lot of judging of other parents. I don't know about you. <laughs> but at the, end of it, I'm, at the end of it, I'm always like, hey, man, you know, that's the way that they parent. It's cool. But I do. Yeah. I, do, you judge, do you judge other parents? Like easily. Um, didn't really answer that question. Yes or no. I don't, I don't necessarily. I wouldn't call it judging. I just look at them and go, and I just wonder why they did that. I'm just an overall judgy person. You are. I can I can attest to that. Hey, thanks, man. You're welcome. Still love, still, still, still love you, though. Hey, listen, I accept my judgments. Because you know what? You can judge me just as much. I have my faults. But hey, man, I get it. But, you know, sometimes I don't. But, uh, yeah. So, like, that's all I can say, man. The biggest thing out there, have an open mind. 
Dads, make sure you're doing – hey, dads, it's your week. Do what you want. If Um, you are listening, give us some uh, topics that you are – that you have thought of or would like to hear on. (laughs) Probably most of them. These guys are fucking idiots. They won't know anything about this. We can learn about – we were talking about having a daughter in the female anatomy – and Rachel's like, you got to learn it. And I was like, yeah, why? Well, well when, this, you know, when the time comes, I'm like, listen, no. Like, I'm here to support her. I understand what her body is, but I don't need to understand it past that. That's not my field. Like, that's Correct. not. I would agree with that 100%. When, when, there's a certain, when there's a certain age that's it, it's on the mother. And the same thing with the father. That'd be like, that'd be like somebody coming to me and be like, "Hey, can you find me some good insurance?" And me not calling you. Correct. Why would I not use the assets that are ahead of me? So that's just, I just want to get that out there real quick. Topics coming to my head as we fucking talk. So I'll save them for next week. I'll try to write them down. Uh, we're gonna keep up on the uh, the playhouse. Uh, I'm shooting for September. Um, that's my final Dang. bet. <laughs> Jesus, September. I'm going to say the first week of September. And then when you get it done early, I'll say, you're welcome. I motivated you. So either way I win. Um, I always put myself in good predicaments. I don't have any dad jokes. Love you. No. What did the mitt say? What did the ball say to the glove? Catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) There was also, also it was like this dude was asking the question and the dude answered back and it wasn't the actual answer. So he goes, what did the ball say to the glove? And he said, nice to meet you, which is actually also a pretty good one. That's not, I like that one better. It's pretty clever. So there's two dad jokes in one. You can use whichever one you want. You're welcome. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, final words from Nate. Love you. Love, hugs, and kisses. Uh, have a Father's Day to all. Have a parenting. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you. Good night. Good night.